0: Romans chapter 8, and Lord, speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, we want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. By the power of your Spirit, Lord, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 1, once again, there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. William Barclay said it best about chapter 8. That every Christian, when their Bible falls off a table or off a chair, or they drop their Bible accidentally every single Christian's Bible should open up to Romans chapter (laughs) 8. It seems to be a real hinge where we need to learn between justification and sanctification. Our position in Christ and also our experience in Christ. And here in verse 2, he lets us know that we are now going to take a look at the principle, you've got to be careful about the word law at the first because the word law is also used generically for the understanding of just principle or the rule of thumb or the understanding. And so he says we're going to look at the principle of the Spirit and how it set us free from the law. Now, we're going to see that from the rest of Romans. The spirit life versus the life of the law. The walking in the power of the spirit versus walking in the energies of the flesh. The understanding that we've died there in chapter 7. We died to the law and the law died to us. Both died. You can read in Romans chapter 7. We died, the law killed us. But the law also died to us, freed us up to marry Jesus. But we need to understand that being set free from the law... We still have the experience of walking now in the Spirit. So we still have principles that we live by. Not laws to give us a position, not laws to make us righteous, but we still have principles that govern the Christian life. And that's what we're going to be looking at. Now, he's going to set the bed for this in the first 11 verses. Whether we get through all of those, I don't know, but we've been looking at those. We've already looked at chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. And so again, here tonight, in verse 3, we're seeing the law for what the law, referring to the Old Testament 613 laws, could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh. Now, Paul made it clear that the law itself was perfect. There's nothing wrong with the law. It was pure. It was good. It was right. It's our sinful nature. And combined with the law, (laughs) that the explosion happens. The law says, don't commit adultery. The problem is, we're adulterers in our heart. The Bible says, don't lie. The problem is, we're born into this world just wanting to lie. We got our hand in the cookie jar where the three-year-old child and your chocolate smeared all over your face with crumbs all down your shirt. And they say, have you been eating cookies? Mm-mm, you know, no way. No way, not me. You said not to get in the cookie jar. Well, is that hand in the cookie jar? Uh, nope, 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 nope. Hasn't been, you know. What's that all over your face? Have no idea, you know. We're just not going to confess? That's just us. We're sinners. Now, God's given us the law to tutor us to see that we are sinners. Not little sinners with a little S, but big sinners with a giant S. We are wicked, depraved, perverted sickos. All of mankind is sinful. having falling short of that glory that God had made for Adam and Eve to live on planet earth and to walk in the cool of the evening. So the law, it said the right thing, but it was weak. It could tell us how to do the right thing, but it could not give us power to do the right thing. And so we learned the law could not do anything for us. It was weak because of our sinful flesh, and it could only show us the right way, and our sinful flesh couldn't go in the right way because it didn't have the strength to go in the right way. So God did it by sending His own Son in the likeness, not sinful flesh, but in the likeness of sinful flesh, on account of sin He condemns sin in the flesh. So the law, number one, could not make us righteous. Do we understand that? Couldn't happen. I've heard people, even as recent say, well, if you keep the law, if a man, hypothetically, hypothetically, if a man could keep the law, he would be righteous with God. It's like, hypothetically, if you're, mother never existed, I wouldn't have this conversation with you right now. Hypothetically. We can't live out there in hypothetical land. Anything's possible in hypothetical land. The reality is, is from Adam, who was the first man, until presently today, we are 100% sinners. There's no hypotheticalness about that. We could not become righteous through the law. Because we're all born into this world sinners. Adam sinned. We inherited that sinful condition. Romans chapter 5. So the law could not make us righteous. Our righteousness, it says in Isaiah 64, 6. Our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. So if we could scrape together all the good works we've ever done, every right thought, every right attitude, every right daydream of what we might do, and we could scrape everything together. And if we were to live 10,000 years, and we could scrape all together all our righteousness, it would smell like a dirty diaper that had been stuck in the back of the corner for two months. That would be your righteousness before God. Filthy, stinky racks. We cannot in our own flesh produce what we see in Jesus Christ. When we look at Jesus, we see a perfect righteousness. One day when we get into heaven, we will not see anything less than that perfect Righteousness. There'll not be any. Who made it. Under second class righteousness. We all have to be perfect. Jesus said it. You all have to be perfect. As my heavenly father. As your heavenly father. Is perfect. Now how can you ever. Attain to that. And did the law. Ever try to help us do that it couldn't. It just said, don't ever lie. Too late. Don't ever still. Too late. We can't. We've already failed as soon as we're